the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody for that matter teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children simply based on the color of their skin. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative-leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children. These kids need to hear that no one is born this way. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute daily commentaries commentaries right here Monday through Friday on the word Columbus at 10:20 a.m. Eastern Time and also be sure to check out all our resources for parents and grandparents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com you will remember that not long ago hearings were held down at the Ohio State House for House Bill 454, the SAFE Act, that is Save Adolescents from Experimentation, which would ban medical treatments on minor children for the alleged purposes of changing gender, which we know can actually never happen. Well, today we're going to talk with one of the sponsors of this bill, Representative Gary Click, and get some more background on the bill and find out what the next steps are. So let me introduce you to Representative Click. He's currently serving his first term in the Ohio House of Representatives from the 88th House District, which is all of Sandusky County and most of Seneca County. He has been a pastor of the Fremont Baptist Temple since 2006. In over 30 years of ministry, Pastor Click has served in many aspects of ministry, even lobbying Congress on behalf of churches and Christian schools and as a chaplain for law enforcement and in hospice care. Representative Click earned a Bachelor of Religious Education from Midwestern Baptist College 
and he met his uh, and met, married his wife Nanette after meeting her there. They are the proud parents of four boys and grandparents of four, and they reside in Vickery, Ohio. So, welcome to Mission America Radio, Representative Click. Linda, it is an honor and a privilege to be on with a champion like you today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, thank you very much for those kind words. So we're going to talk about House Bill 454, the SAFE Act. Give us a little more detail about what this bill is all about. Well, thank you for that opportunity. Uh, House Bill 454, the SAFE Act, uh, SAFE stands for Saving Adolescents from Experimentation. And it's just designed to protect our young people from this radical gender ideology that's out there today. Uh, listen, when you're an adult, you get to make your own decisions on many of these things, and we all get that. You don't need the approval of the state for the decisions that you make. However, children, Linda, I think we all know this, we all understand this, is the children are not capable of providing informed consent for some of these radical uh, changes, the medical changes uh, that are happening in our hospitals, in our clinics, uh, the, around Ohio, around the nation. This is really a growing, growing problem. And if you go back about 10 years ago, you could probably find, you could only find three, four, or five maybe clinics in the nation. There are six or seven clinics in Ohio, gender clinics, and probably even more than that. They, they try to work under the radar, but they're doing that just in Ohio and over 300 nationwide. And so we have to step in and protect children from these choices that are being made that they cannot even understand. Well, yeah, and there's several different aspects of this for children under minors, uh, kids, people under 18. There's the aspect of um, sometimes kids are given if they uh, are under uh, before puberty, they're given puberty blockers, which stops the natural body's progression of puberty, which is puberty is not a disease. And then if they go on uh, or they just start in the teenage years, they give them opposite sex hormones as girls would be Mm -hmm. given testosterone and boys estrogen. I mean, this is enormously uh, enormously intervenes in natural body processes, correct? Oh, absolutely it does. And there are such high, high, high medical risks that come with this that are being ignored by the so-called medical community. They're, they're not acting like physicians, they're acting like philosophers, and they're imposing, really it's their own form of religion uh, that they believe that someone can have the wrong, uh, a girl's soul in a boy's body or vice versa. That's a religious belief. That's not a scientific belief. Now, the reality is, as, as you noted, they, are, they start with the hormone blockers, and, and they do this in Tanner stage 2 puberty, which is very, very early, can be very young for a child, and that, that just prevents the develop, normal development of puberty. They call it a pause button, but we're not designed to pause puberty. Puberty is supposed to take place at a very specific time in, in a child's life, and the fact is, is when they, the normal child, it has gender dysphoria, and by the way, I should say this up front, uh, we should treat every child that experiences this with love, with compassion, with understanding. This is a real scenario, a real situation that a lot of kids have, and that is an extreme discomfort with their natural sex, with their biological sex, and, and there are, for some reason, and we know some of the reasons, but they feel like compelled to be 
uh, or to identify with the opposite sex. Um, and we should have a lot of compassion for kids who are going through that. But the answer is not to say to them, yes, you are the opposite sex. It's not to say to a girl, you are a boy, or to a boy, you are a girl. That creates greater problems for them. And we just know scientifically, we know historically that 85 to 95% of children who experience gender dysphoria will, after they go through puberty, they will desist with their gender dysphoria. They will become comfortable with their natural bodies, with their biological sex. They will go on to lead normal lives, and very few people, if anyone, will ever know that they had those issues. However, Linda, when you place them on puberty blockers, then you lock them into that dysphoria. And then 98, almost 98% of those who, who go through with the puberty blockers will proceed onto opposite sex hormones. And so when you take a child and put them on puberty blockers, then you give them opposite sex hormones. You lock them into that false identity. It's not authentic. It is not their true identity. And that leads them through their childhood up until the time that they're 18, which is the stage when many of them will actually have surgery. And actually, we have proof that there are actually young people having surgeries, even as young as 16 and 17 in Ohio. The most common surgery for that is the top surgery that is done on biological females to give them the appearance of a male. And so, but that all happens because we've affected their decision. And when I say we, I don't mean me, I mean them. They are affecting that decision by injecting them with chemicals that alter their mind, that lock them into that dysphoria, and then they go on and have greater health risks. We know that you have increased risk for uh, loss of bone density. I was listening to uh, a, a, a trans woman, which is just a man who identifies as a woman, who was talking about having osteoporosis, a young person probably in the 20s or 30s, having osteoporosis because of these hormones. This is a person who has regrets from taking this medicine uh, and trying, and identifying in that sense it's medically and making those changes to their body. And so they are at increased risk for heart attack. They are at increased risk for diabetes. They are at increased risk for stroke. They are also at an elevated, a greatly elevated risk for suicide. The, the, the storyline that the other side tries to give you is that by affirming them and their dysphoria, uh, they say affirming them and their gender, which they separate gender from sex, which is totally superstitious. It is not science. And when they separate, try to separate them, they say, well, you've got to affirm them and their gender. No, what you're doing is you are increasing the, the rate of suicide because people who actually transition are known to be at a 20 times higher rate of suicide than the average person. We are right. not helping people when we do this. We are harming them. We, we are absolutely. And uh, in case you're just joining us, friends, this is Mission America Radio with Linda Harvey. And then we are talking today with Representative Gary Click from the Ohio uh, House of Representatives from the 88th uh, District. And he's a sponsor of House Bill 454, the Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act. And uh, so this, you are a co-sponsor of this bill. So we know this is uh, hugely important for some reason and so tragically to a segment of our leftist uh, uh, America right now and the people in Ohio. And, of course, all these uh, clinics out there associated with 
children's hospitals that are making lots of money uh, on these uh, in this uh, treatment. So why, uh, what motivated you to become a co-sponsor of this bill? Well, I'm the primary sponsor of this bill. It wasn't because I like getting yelled at and screamed at and uh, having false accusations about me, Mm -hmm. uh, of course. Uh, But I just always believe in doing the right thing. And and it just started with meeting. Someone brought some folks in to meet with me at the state house, some families and parents who just began to open up and tell me their stories. They began to tell stories of how their children were groomed in high school and so forth. And by the way, the opposition hates it when we use that word groomed, but it's the real world. It's the real thing going on. Not only are they grooming them, they are trolling for these kids. I can tell you more about that later. But they are being groomed for this, and many times without the parents' knowledge. The parents are clueless sometimes when this happens. And then these children go on, and they've been put in this pathway by other adults who have been trusted adults, and and they've failed in that test. And now these kids go on at the age of 18, 19, and 20 and have these surgeries and so on and so forth. And I'm looking at parents who have seen their kids manipulated into this and watching the tears fall down to their cheeks, listening to them sob, listening to them cry, and they're looking at me and saying, can you help us? And I don't know how to say no to that. Yeah, that's wonderful. It, this, it has been a very controversial bill, but God bless you for standing up and doing this and doing the right thing. And so, um, you know, the, the issue is now, okay, it's gone through the committee. Tell us what committee this is in, in the, in the state house. This is in the, the uh, Families, Aging, and Human Services. And, and uh, let me just push back on that a little bit as far as it's controversial. It is controversial, but it's not nearly as controversial as some people try to make it out to be, or even as I anticipated it would be. Uh, As I began to dig into this, uh, one of the things I realized is that there are many people, not necessarily legislators, but just people who are Democrats who actually agree with us. There are actually many liberals who agree with us. Bill Maher just uh, released a, a video not long ago or you can see Bill Maher is actually fighting with us on this issue. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a physician or a, a, a neurologist by the name of Dr. James Cantor. He, he specializes in sexology. He is a, a gay man himself. He's written this thing called the Transsexual Bill of Rights. And even he says that while he thinks it's a great thing for, adult, for adults, he says it's a horrible thing for children. They cannot provide informed consent. Uh, Dr. Deborah So, she's written a book entitled The End of Gender. She's a self-proclaimed liberal. She says the same thing. This is not for children. Uh, children should not be doing this. Uh, Dr. Lisa Littman, who is one of the leaders in exposing what's going on in this, also not a conservative, never voted for a Republican in her life. Uh, probably she still doesn't. I don't know how she votes now. She's gotten beat. Uh, up severely in the, uh, not physically, but certainly in the the world of politics and in the media because mm-hmm. she's recognized what is called ROGD, which is rapid onset gender so, dysphoria, yes, which right. is a whole lot different than early onset gender dysphoria. Right. And she's exposed these things. And so what I found out in my study is that the major, really the majority of people that I talk to uh, look at this and they say, yeah, that's not, that's different. That's right. not the same thing as adults 
identify. Mm-hmm. And it's not even the same thing as being open-minded for your kids and how they identify. But it's right. one thing to say, okay, call your, use whatever pronouns you want to use. It's another thing to say, okay, you know, if, you, yeah, if you're attracted to the same sex, whatever. This yeah, we, we have yeah we have we have to take a break there we will pick up right when we come back with representative gary click sorry i had to cut you off but we're up against a hard break here uh this is linda harvey for mission america and we're talking about changing gender for kids what is going on with that there's a bill at the state house stay with us when we return from our break and we will be telling you more about house bill 454 Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about the extremely uh, controversial uh, and actually disturbing, extremely disturbing practice of changing, attempting to change a child's gender with medicine and surgery. And uh, we're talking about the bill at the state house that would ban these experimental treatments on children it's house bill 454 the safe act and we're talking with the primary sponsor of the bill representative gary click uh representative click please continue on we were talking about uh some of the uh problems with there's so many problems with this practice one of them is that schools are grooming children and that's really what it is going behind parents backs and keeping secrets from parents about what is happening with their child when the child decides they want new pronouns a new name at school and schools are not only um winking and nodding and letting this happen some schools have official policy that you are not to disclose this to parents tell us about that Oh, absolutely. You're 100% right in that, Linda. And it's frightening the world that we live in today where the government thinks they know better than the parents and schools think they can take over for parents. And and it's not, and I'll tell you this, it's not just the schools. It's also some of our physicians. And in a webinar from our hospitals, I actually listened to uh, Dr. Leanne Conard from Cincinnati Children's Hospital tell pediatricians that they don't have to tell the parents uh, that a child, they can refer a child to a gender therapist and that tell the parents it's just for purposes of depression and anxiety. Uh, and they can conceal that from the parents. But in the schools, uh, I can tell you there's a situation right now where there is a, a teacher who has a student that comes to school in their biological sex. They transition into the opposite sex socially, which means you know, how they style their hair, perhaps, how they dress, the, the pronouns that they use. Then they socially detransition before they leave school. The teacher is not even allowed to tell the parents. The, the teacher is not allowed to use uh, personal pronouns uh, when talking to the parents at a parent-teacher conference and must use specifically use the name the student is enrolled with that cannot clue the parents in. I have spoken to... A uh, an individual who actually trains guidance counselors and is a has their own practice and is a, a gender practice and is the president of a school board here in the state of Ohio. And this person has told me we've had this discussion. She said it is a violation of my ethics to tell the parents. How can it be a violation of your ethics to include the parents? And it's in a matter so important as this. 
And, right. and the problem, and then I know you'll agree with me, is there is the presumption of a guilt, the presumption of abuse that a parent is going to abuse their child rather than help their child when they find out the child is going through this this traumatic right. experience. Right. That's exactly what's happening. Parents as the enemy. And that's not just this issue. That's being uh, taught to in teacher right. training programs is that parents with our outdated, uh, you know, traditional values are the enemy to the child. And that is the vast majority of the time, the parent is the number one cheerleader and backer and, of course, has legal and uh, legal responsibility for children. So this is a, a huge assault on parental rights that's going on uh, based on this gender ideology, correct? It is a huge violation of a parent's rights to know what's going on. And no one loves that child more than the parents. Uh, the parents care for those children. The parents know more about what's going on with that child than these guidance counselors, but they are usurping the parents' role. And then uh, this is something that's very important to understand as well, uh, Linda, is that uh, in this webinar for pediatricians, they were told that you should start asking children about their sexual identity from the moment that they can speak. So, so the moment that child can talk back to the doctor, the doctor is supposed to ask them, does their, this is what I meant by trolling earlier, uh, does do you feel like a boy or do you feel like a girl? And and they're supposed to elicit these responses from the kids. And they're supposed uh. to ask them this at least annually, uh, according to this webinar. And the problem is now they're all, they're going into the schools and probably even the preschools, and they're showing this gender unicorn. They're showing the gender-bred man, and they're telling kids that your gender and your sex are not the same. That is a superstition. That is not science. There's nowhere in science where that actually happens, where that's actually true. They've made this up, and they start teaching these kids this. And then so some child is very likely, when you keep teaching the kids this, you ask the child this, they may say yes. We go wow. back to even the first witness that I had was Aaron Brewer. And Aaron mm -hmm. is a phenomenal person. Yes. Uh, and Aaron identified as a boy when she was in kindergarten. And she gives the reason for this, and there can be many reasons. It's not the same reason for every child. We don't presume to say that. But we know that nearly every child with gender dysphoria has up to four comorbidities, anxiety, depression, uh, suicidal ideations, self-harm, mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth. But Erin was molested as a, as a toddler, yeah. and her brother was there with her who was not molested. And so in her little mind, she thought, well, I would be safer if I was a boy. And that's why, wow. again, why I said we need to have compassion on these kids. Yeah. Not, we don't judge them and, and don't right. mock them, don't ridicule them, have compassion on them. Right. And she thought, well, I would be better off as a boy. So when she went to kindergarten, she started telling everyone she was a boy and trying to identify as a boy, wanted to go and, and act and be understood as a boy. But fortunately... And you know, she's a little bit older, and that was before all this gender ideology took root. And the school guidance council said, well, there's something going on here. Let's wow. take a look. And yeah. uncovered and discovered those things, provided yeah. her the counseling that she needs. And now she's just a huge advocate for protecting children yes, uh, who she are is. going through this. Well, we need to figure out uh, what needs to be done. What can people do? Now, we only have a, a, about 30 seconds. Uh, should they call the chair oh. of the committee and the Speaker of the House, uh, Robert Cup. Yeah, absolutely reach out, make those phone calls, send those emails to them, uh, send it to all of the members of the committee. Uh, 
Families, Aging, and Human Services. Okay. Reach out to your representative and tell your yes. representative, this needs but, to happen and this needs to pass. We, okay. we need to get this across the finish line. We're running out of okay. time in this session. We've got to get it out of committee. We've got to get it passed in session. We've got okay. to get it over to the Senate, and then they have to deliberate and make some decisions yes. on this as well. So okay, don't we have... wait until it gets there. Start, start reaching okay. out to the President of the Senate and the Senators as well. Okay, two quick phone numbers. Susan Manchester, the chair of the committee, 614-466-6344. And the Speaker of the House, Robert Cup, 614-466-9624. Thank you so much, Gary, Representative Click, for what you're doing. God bless you, and I ask my listeners to pray for you. It's been an honor. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so very, very much. Call, learn about this bill, make these phone calls, folks. This is saving children's lives. We need to keep going and do not, do not give up. Just remember, just remember that with God, all things, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 